That that may be the worst take of all. We can't piss Vince Russo off. He follows us on Twitter. Fuck you. Yeah, actually, wait. Let's fucking get Owen on Takes Bakery to defend that take. Yeah, because that's, that's kind of the fucking worst take. He's in the goddamn hot seat now. Yes. Well... <laughs> Like I'm going on record and saying here, Heel Alternative is a firmly anti-Vince Russo zone. I'll go a step further and say, anybody with shitty takes online, who cares if they fucking follow you? Some people click that follow button, they don't give a fuck. Fuck them. Be sure to Thank check out follow. Pyro and Ballyhoo. What? I, I can't believe he's done this. I, I'm still super sad that King Lawler... Dot com is offline and with it the blogs chronicling his divorce to the cat where he where he's like Stacy I know you changed the locks please let me back in my house I, someone's gotta have that someone has gotta have that like alright we're gonna be fucking like fucking wrestling Carmen San Diego here we need to find these fucking artifacts so we can steal them for ourselves I also remember I also remember Jerry Lawler on his website posted a bunch of photos just from Kat's camera that she took backstage. So like there's a lot of like really cool, weird backstage photos of just like, oh, here's Mick Foley and Farouk just hanging out. But then also because he just posted whatever was on her camera, it's also like, here's my wife naked. Yeah, I was gonna say that that website I could not visit it often because, you know. Back in the days before we knew what revenge porn was. <laughs> yeah. Were you there when Jerry Lawler invented revenge porn? <laughs> Boy, the King sure is a great guy. Tune in every Monday to hear his antics over on Monday Night Raw, the, the good play- show from the best place in all of wrestling. Seth Rollins, he sure says that it's the best wrestling on the planet, period. Puppies. Burn the puppies down. Wow. Okay, here we go. This week, War Games! Also, this week's AEW Dynamite, the latest on the Twitter war CM Punk started without even trying, and yet another racism scandal! All this and more tonight on Heel Alternative. One and all, it is Wednesday, November 20th, 2019, and welcome to episode 8 of Heel Alternative, Pro Wrestling.cool's Posse podcast, where we cover the world of professional wrestling, including AEW, NXT, and other happenings in the wide world of wrestling outside of Vince's purview. Heck of a show for you tonight, and let us get right on into it. I am your host, John Gavrexky Maxwell, joined as always by Oscar Bernard. Yeah, what's up? And Trace Evans. Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. It's, I don't know, tired. This week is tiring. I'm looking forward to not having any work next week. That'll be cool. That will be cool, yeah. Holy crap. You gotta, you, you get time off? Yeah. They, they let you walk away? 
they get pissed off about it, but, like, yo, I had a bunch of days that I had to get rid of because, you know, they they only let you carry over a certain number, so fuck them. They let you carry over days? Yeah, they do. Oh, fuck. I had to sell a bunch back, though. Oh, shit. It sucks. I mean, you know, I'm getting two paychecks and and for one so that's pretty cool yeah you know actually yeah fuck them fuck those capitalist pigs take your money yeah get paid yeah man i'm gonna use that to buy a tv hell yeah you are god damn cool fuck yeah but that's gonna happen on black friday yeah so while y'all are are having to work or whatever i'm gonna be buying a tv i guess yeah i'm I'm working on black friday i don't know why oh jesus i'm doing shit i mean admittedly i guess if i you know if you're in government you know like, I, I got some friends that have to work on Black Friday because the city's open. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I, I ain't doing shit that day. Hooray! Like, I'll just sit at the office, pretend like I'm busy, and then just do what I usually do, browse Discord all day. I'm, I, yeah, I work you know. retail, so please be nice to me. Yeah, don't don't hurt your employees. They're just trying, they're just trying to get paid. They just want to sell you a thing and get paid. Don't be a dick to Oscar. He's just doing his best. Don't be a dick to retail employees on Black Friday. If we sell out yeah. of shit, that's not my fault. Yeah, that's the people behind all the retail workers' faults. That's the people who decided that was the right amount of stock. It's okay. Tell those people to fuck off. I'm really excited I don't have to open the store this year because the last two years there was a lineup. I went to open the store because, and people rushed in. When I tried to open the door, and I'm like, we're not open yet. It's 6 a.m. We open at 8. Wow. That's that's creepy. I have no way to get into the store. Oh, boy. Boy, I sure can't wait for a horrible uh, Dawn to the Dead reality that's going to happen next week. But, I mean, hey, we're going to have, like, two more podcasts before then. We sure are. You know because i'm including this one mm-hmm. so yeah hooray hooray we should probably get right on into that one so that we can only have one more podcast before then yeah for sure let's do it let's get right on into the first topic i got a couple sections things here for our rapid fire roundup that i've labeled here the topics the rapid fire roundup everyone is bad and racist edition wait this you isn't mean, a repeat you mean the you mean the third the third consecutive Third or fourth consecutive edition of this? How long ago was I, the um, How long ago was the ACH shit? So that was uh, that was episode five, but then we did have a, a brief break with episode six, where we instead talked about uh, all the labor issues. Ah, uh, yes. And then last episode, episode seven, went back to uh, the ACH uh, stuff that all happened. Welcome to the fourth week of talking about shit that really we shouldn't have to be talking about on a wrestling podcast. But well, we have to posi, because people are bad. Posi plur vibes. Yep. Peace, what? love, Again. and underdog Riho. <laughs> if we're going to be all about that unity and respect in the plur, then we got to keep out the people that suck hard. Wait. And it's unity and respect? Oh, shit. Fuck. I actually didn't know that. Underdog Riho works, though. Okay, fair. I'm not going to argue with it. John had to message me and was like, this is what plur means. It's 90s raver slang. It is. That's true. I can confirm as a 90s kid and also an 80s kid. It's things that only 90s kids would understand. I hope you know. 
Look, I'm from the air. I I'm I'm too late for that. I'm from the era of white dudes wearing FUBU. I mean, that was also our era. Yeah, I was gonna say like a, I I see no but issue was, with the timeline here. I was here. a kid during that era. I was I was I was starting like first grade when all that shit happened. Yeah, okay. I was like eleven. When that happened, I wasn't that much older. I thought I, I could have sworn you were like substantially older than me. I'm the old man here, goddammit. I thought you two, I thought I you mean, two were both similar in age. I'm 36, damn it. I'm 31. It's pretty close. 23. I mean, in, in a way where it's like I'm still more than 10% your age, Junior. This is weirdly off topic. Why are we talking about the thing that I actually wanted to talk about first, which was, you know, we talked a little bit about it on the mothership this week, but man, that Tony Khan shit on Twitter was weird, huh? Tony Khan needs to shut the fuck up on Twitter, not engage. Yeah. Like, so he's got his own shit. I did want to talk about it on here, though, yeah. because we do have a resident uh, expert on that that weird sport that like most of the world plays and we're like what oscar this is something that my understanding is and perhaps you would know more about this and be able to elucidate on it as someone who follows the world of the footy this is behavior that's not entirely uncommon from tony khan correct it's not tony khan has kind of a a bad history with getting involved with fans. And to be fair, like, it's football. Like, it's totally... I, it's totally just banter stuff and all that. But, um... Like, there was a... There was a sign at... There was a sign at uh, one of the games that just said, Tony Khan wanks dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. And, Good fan. And like Tony Khan, Tony Khan was not happy about that and started yelling at the fan on Twitter. Which which led to what you think it led to, which is more shit like that. Just more people bringing signs about what kind of animals Tony Khan jerks off. I was like, gonna say, it's weird that we're getting all the. I'm getting all these questions on my T-shirt. Tony Khan does not wank animals. Does not already answer. Fuck. God damn it. Oh boy, that that went in a direction I was not fucking expecting, but. I pretty much saw where all this was going when it started happening on Monday. So, basically, as we talked about a little bit on the Mothership Daddy, uh, CM Punk first started uh, just talking about, like, how he's watching wrestling because he hasn't really been following it for the past five years mm -hmm. since, you know, all that stuff happened. Uh, so, between, you know, it is weird trying to catch up on five-plus years of wrestling. I'm doing what I can. There's bright spots, mostly women from what I can tell. There's bad, too. I'm going to talk about it and no one is safe. Join us. And then he tagged a whole bunch of people including tony khan which i feel like is the premium troll move for anybody on twitter i might have done the same yep i mean so i'm gonna throw it out there like cm punk kind of started it yeah like, he was kind of asking for for a response and especially because you know as oscar has previously said here tony's the kind of guy that can't fucking help himself and he's just gonna do it and cm punk's the kind of guy who will just poke the bear and watch it happen 
And also, yep. just, so, just of course, like to point Tony out, jumps in and says, when Tony saw Oh, that, what was that, Oscar? When Tony saw that flag, he wasn't even tagged in the tweet. <laughs> he just found it and responded, This is not true, and this is disrespectful. <laughs> Again, I can't believe nobody is watching my shirt. Tony Khan does not wank animals. <laughs> Answers everything. Says it all. So Tony tweets back with, you know, classic snark. No one is safe. Sounds like a plane full of wrestlers in Saudi Arabia. Kenny, give Tony back his uh, Twitter account. Thank you. Which, okay. You know what? Even though you really shouldn't be doing this, Tony, pretty good burn. Not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a good line. It is. Just like. It's the classic. He's right, but you shouldn't say it thing thanks marge he's right but this is not going to get better this is not going to end here it's gotta keep rolling baby we're at the top of the hill aw wrestlers have a kind of a bad history of this it seems yeah so so of course our favorite internet troll randy orton jumps in to tweet what's that whole thing about glass houses and stones and provides a link to an article about how uh, his father was being investigated for corruption, which apparently is bullshit. I, I don't really know the details of it. So, I didn't really follow so it. So that's bullshit. But ironically, if if Randy Orton wanted to actually clap back, he could have just linked Shad Khan's legitimate business dealings with Saudi Arabia. Yep. Like, like, that shit's not been debunked, and yet Randy Orton went for the debunked one. Yeah, there, there's... Because Randy Orton's not very smart. Yeah, and... Uh, Jesus, it's like, you want to go with the Have you seen the shitty posts on his Instagram? No. <laughs> Did you look at his gross anniversary videos? No. Oh, yeah, I've heard a little bit about this. Basically, all of them were just... Him taking videos of his wife and talking about how he's going to fuck her. <laughs> okay. It was the ultimate are the straights okay <laughs> fucking videos series. <laughs> in, anyway. In his veins. Too many things in his veins. So, of course, Tony Khan shoots back. And again... Goes for the fucking throat when maybe you should just log off, bro. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of glad he didn't because he's it's pretty funny. I thought you only tagged me in your post when you were grasping for leverage. That article's over a year old, plus is about baseless claims made about my dad years ago. That's the best you can do. Nothing. Meanwhile, in the time since that was written, you used the N-word on Twitch. Accurate. Which he did. Did Randy Orton respond to this? Because last I saw, he didn't. He did. Oh, good. And I don't understand this response. Maybe you can help me out with this. So he says, Jacksonville Dixie. What? I I get that reference. I get it. He's implying that he's like Dixie Carter, but based out of Jacksonville. Oh. Yeah, basically somebody else has got the money, but I've got the power and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> which admittedly is... Okay, that's pretty brutal shit. Brutal. Yeah, which is... Also, like, I don't think that's true because Tony Khan kind of knows his fucking wrestling shit to a creepy amount of detail. Yeah, like, say what you will about Tony, like, and maybe how, you know, there's definitely some problems with this business and, like, you know, maybe he's 
not hey maybe maybe this is all going to fail and who knows mm-hmm. but like it already seems like he knows has a much better understanding of the business and how to like work something in it than Dixie ever did yeah i mean he certainly never had time to wank off dogs while watching wrestling cuz he's been focusing on those details how can you be sure i can't but look, if if you're really wanking off dogs, like you probably have a lot of time there, just like you know, sitting in a dark room, like watching stuff. <laughs> what if the I mean, what if the dog is what if the dog is referring to the fact that they've signed Roman Reigns? Tony Khan wanks big dogs. Um, Jacksonville Dixie. <laughs> Why else would I tag you? If I wanted to talk business, I'd call your father. Kissy emoji. Which, again, Shad Khan's probably like, I don't know. I just give him the money. He knows this more shit more than I do. Shad- and it's like, Dad, you're not helping. Part of me wants to believe Shad Khan is completely unaware that AEW exists. Except for that photo of him looking very confused standing next to Orange Cassidy. I, I think he knows enough. Because, remember, Shad Khan took his son into the ECW arena for a show. That is true. He knows enough. And from that moment on, he vowed, I'm never going to watch wrestling. <laughs> I'm going to destroy this business from the inside out by ge- letting my son run it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to inject it with a lethal dose <laughs> of poison. <laughs> son, stop waking that dog and get over here. <laughs> I've got a 20-year plan. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know Shane was into wanking dogs, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, when kids have too much money and no worries in the world, what else are you going to do? Live life on that red rocket edge. People stop being polite and start getting real. And This is exactly why we need to ban billionaires, because we just have all these fucking fail sons and daughters of these fucking rich pieces of shit that all they do is just sit around whacking off dogs. Did you see those four footprints in the sand? Those were the dog paw prints that I let run away after I winged it off. <laughs> Anyway. There was more to this. There was more to this Twitter thread. The stuff that I saw. There's some yeah. stuff, yeah. So Brandy, Brandy reacts to the Tony post, like calling it a TKO, posting that gif of that dude getting knocked the fuck out in that boxing match that everybody's been posting lately. Yeah. And then Charlotte decides that she needs to chime in. And Oscar, I know you really wanted to to go to town on this, so have at. So Charlotte just posts. I like the eye roll emoji and just says dot 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 please which now I don't know if I don't know if this is just me but like hey that sure sounds like Charlotte's just saying so what he said the n-word get over it 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 looks especially good when she says that to a black woman Mm -hmm. well here's the thing Oscar you're not the only one who had that reaction because so did motherfucking Brandy. <laughs> and look, let's be fair. Charlotte, Charlotte, the like, like father, like daughter. You know, let's not forget. 
Ric Flair is an absolute fucking racist. And, you know, like, I've mentioned this before, they're both abhorrent fucking, like, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan are both abhorrent fucking people. And also, Mm -hmm. there's totally a bunch of cases where Charlotte just straight up used the N-word at cops. And, like... So... I don't think this will play because I think she's shorter. But do we know if Charlotte knows if ODB exists? And if so, can we dollop ODB to be like future Charlotte to be like a warning from the future? Please don't continue to go down this path. You're going to become like me. Dear God. I mean, ODB needs some money. We can make it happen. Book that for Lucha Underground. If that show exists. Or Chikara, because they actually do still exist, I think. Mm-hmm. Just, warning, Charlotte, you'll become a horribly flabby drunk if you keep using the N-word. And, but hey, at least this was the only racism-related controversy in wrestling this week. Oh, oh my fucking God. Here we go, boys. Here's the real Let's main event. Let's talk about this motherfucker, Jim Cornette. God damn it, Jim. Oh, you mean the commentator on the really surprisingly entertaining throwback YouTube show, Power? Put that shit on the shelf right now. What? Let's, hey, let's go to do an actual throwback for Power. Like, you know, prove that we're really throwing back to everything from the, like, the early 80s on the show, including the casual racism yep that was oh no Jim Cornette uh, drawing back a line he said in March of 1995 three months into me watching professional wrestling and hearing stuff again it's like oh it's probably okay because we don't have feelings about other people anymore in this era we'll have to wait till the 2000s to actually start caring about what we say and it's just it's just a harmless joke about Ethiopians being hungry. No racist connotations to it. Ah, he's just being a kidder. We were making those yeah, jokes real, all the time. Su- it's like in South Park. Real subtle, yeah, the fried chicken thing. Yeah, it, it's fucking all the things you could have picked there. And it's like... The, the fucking really this is what you're gonna do this like old ass like this is the only thing you could possibly think about about ethiopia is that like they had a famine in the 80s like not only that but like that's really what you're going to be using as an indicator of toughness you can't think of anything more creative than that and by more creative i mean like not fucking racist yeah and also like you know to, i brought that up to raise the point of like if i feel like if you were to say to this person like Hey, what if the joke was like fucking and oh, it's like riding around with a sack of potatoes on your on your back in Ireland. Like none of these people would ever think like, you know, oh, yeah, the potato famine. Like because that's not the, that's not the only thing you think about with Ireland. There's all all this other stuff with Ireland just reducing them to a potato famine that happened. Because this is some fucking Western-centric bullshit, and, yeah. like, it's that kind of fucking racism, where it's, like, we're allowed to fucking see these, like, other nations for, like, all these other things and all these complexities, but then, like, oh, no, the scary dark continent fucking Africa, it's all just, like, fucking famine and, like, bad shit. Look. Yeah, exactly. As, 
you know, it's like I have seen some truly awful takes on this as well, trying to defend it. They shouldn't be. Like, yeah, why did you spend so much time on Reddit looking at this? Because I had to know. I had to know, like, how... I saw someone defending it by saying, well, it's like in Clerks 2 when Randall didn't know that term was racist. No, that you don't get, you get a maximum of one use of that, and at that point you have to learn. And by the way, that one use would have been in 1995, thank you. And also, by the way, that scene in Clerks ends with him realizing it's racist. Yeah. Yeah. Let me come up with something just as effective on the spot. I literally did this 10 seconds ago. So, uh, yeah, I saw Trevor Murdoch get hit by a semi once. Trevor Murdoch won. That's how tough he is. Or to just borrow a throwback wrestling term, he's tougher than a $2 steak. Yeah, you could just say something like that. And, hey, the point has gotten Trevor Murdoch is a tough son of a bitch going up against Nick Aldis. Hey, we got it. We did that. We got there. And, like, it's, yeah, sure, that line's cliche, but it's not like it wouldn't be out of place in what power is trying to be. Eh, I mean. And it makes more sense than, like, a fucking weird 30-year-old reference that wasn't even that funny when he made it fucking 24 years ago. Exactly. And kind of makes me think about the other part of this that we haven't really broached yet this is a recorded show they've had a month to edit this out and say hey fuck we can't be doing this and nobody blinked well how the fuck did this not get caught how the fuck did nobody notice this until someone was fucking like blowing it up on twitter let me tell you about dave lagana and billy corgan exactly sorry william patrick corgan as he likes to be known. Despite all his rage, he's a filthy racist. Not in a cage. Like, like Dave... I mean, that's probably in part because of his rage. Yeah. Like, Dave Lagana has, in the past, retweeted weird dog-whistly white supremacist shit. And, like, not just yeah. retweeted, but, like, quote-tweeted it with, like, arrows being like, this. And, mm-hmm. yep. you know, there is... You can technically make the argument that, oh, it's dog whistle stuff. And once it was pointed out to him, he did unretweet it. But also it's like, you know, John, as you said to me when we were talking about this uh, in the chat, it's just like, like the Gargano transphobic, transphobic shit. Mm-hmm. And because it's... Yep, it's just gone and we're just not going to talk about it. We're just not going to acknowledge it. That's just moving on from that. And it, it doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel real. It, it feels like, all right, does this person actually feel bad about saying this shit? Nope. Or do they just understand that, like, this is not a good look for them? That's exactly what it is. It's just the fact, I don't want to have a learning moment because I really do believe this, but, oh, shit, people get mad at me on the Twitter. I better put this in my back pocket with that flat earth theory and uh, just uh, sneak away from the spotlight for a minute or two. And again, because it's because it's hidden behind dog whistles, they can just hide behind the fact that it's like, oh, I didn't realize that this was white supremacist stuff. And again, my view on that is you only get a couple uses of that and he's already exceeded him. Yeah, no, Dave, like, it turned, like, it's it's a shame because it's, it's a shame that the people involved with NWA are abhorrent because... Yeah. 
I was legitimately really enjoying Power. It was yep. unlike anything in wrestling, and it was really refreshing. Mm-hmm. But and, it was, and so Jim Cornette stepped down today, which. You know, who knows whether or not that means he was fired and they're letting him save face or Jim Cornette saw the writing on the wall. I think it's pretty clear from the two statements that are out there. The first one being, you know, NWA's official statement. The second one being Jim Cornette's tweet. I think it's pretty clear that this was a forced resignation. Yeah. And he's going to have some talk about the people who get so offended about him being a fucking racist. You see, you know, what's, you know what's great about Jim Cornette is... I'm sure he's also going to call them hypocrites and call them out on their own racism is, to try and deflect from his own. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, if they're going to just let you resign to save face, just save that face and stop fucking talking about it. Like, give yourself... This- yeah, it, it, it's a business that seems to thrive on – well, it seems to nothing. This is a business that thrives on storyline conflicts that never end and just escalate and then maybe slow down a little bit and then escalate again. It never stops. I don't think these people have any clue on just how to back off and say, hey, no, I overstepped, bro. So, I, I fucked up. I need to learn. So what I'm really curious about is what are they going to do for the next few weeks of power that they've already taped that Jim Cornette does commentary on and also like has a lot of segments with the Rock and Roll Express? I assume they will just keep it as is. Yeah. Because like... Just say, hey, he, he's gone from this, but you know, maybe... The, the only thing I can think of is, hey, maybe they'll go... Maybe they'll take another look at all those episodes he's on to see if he said anything else that they can... You know, get out of there. Yeah, maybe do a second pass in those before they get some more backlash on being completely doofy about this shit. And, and so, racist. And like, yeah, Jim Cornette's always been, always been kind of problematic, but it's really amped up in the in like the last couple months. Like, uh, sure there's has. the Sonny Kiss comment. Yep. Yep. And there's his Justin Roberts comment. It's almost like a new organization is rising up out of the ashes of all this stuff that WWE has burned to the ground. And, and Cornette then, has something to rage at now because it's new, new and unique and inclusive. And also Jim Cornette fucking hates Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Also that. And orange. Yep, it's it's filled with people he doesn't like. And because he's a weird, like, petty fucking asshole, he will never acknowledge they do anything good. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Like, it's always... Even, even, every time Kenny is in a match that he can acknowledge is good, it's always, oh, the other person fucking dragged him to it. Yep. So, I mean, as someone that does listen to Cornette talk about AEW... Why? Because... Yeah, how do you, why would you do that to yourself? That's just, like, I've tried to do that once or twice, or I've tried to, like, do that, just, like, listen to him talk about something else, and then it's just like, oh, my God, he's fucking going into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I don't get it. Because if you don't listen to the Jim Cornette Experience podcast, and you just listen to, like, the 10-minute clips they upload to YouTube, he sounds a lot more fucking reasonable, because they cut around his shitty rants. Okay. I don't 
but... I mean, I feel like the only experience I have is watching those clips on YouTube, and there's enough in there that makes me go, fuck off, dude. Yeah. As I said, like, it's been amping up a lot, where, like, there was a time that I could listen to it, it's like, yeah, you know a lot about 70s and 80s Southern wrestling, and you're enjoyable to listen to talk about that era. And it's like, oh, stop fucking talking now. Jim Cornette is the is the definition of okay boomer. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do just want to read the, the two statements that we had out here. So okay. earlier today, uh, NWA put out this statement. Effective immediately, Jim Cornette has resigned from National Wrestling Alliance as an announcer. Or on, you know, then they'd say like they what he did. Uh, remarks are both offensive and do not meet the high standards of decency and good faith of the National Wrestling Alliance. <laughs> to insert... To ensure that such an error can never happen again, we've established new procedures of review for all NWA programming going forward. We will sincerely regret our failure in this regard. So, Jesus. do you think the only do you think the reason they reacted to this the way they did is because they're trying to get a TV deal? And if the if this kind of stuff blows up, no TV network's going to want to sign it in this culture. No, I think it's more than that. I think it's flat, flat out. If they did not stop here, if they let this go on and they did not, like, say anything about Cornette and fire him and get him out of the way for being a fucking racist piece of shit on air, I think they'd start having people yelling at the wrestlers and anybody who works with NWA about, hey, do you know you're working for a really fucking racist organization that supports this shit? I also think it doesn't hurt that, like, the person that blew this up is, like, you know, a, a podcaster and personality. Mm-hmm. That too. So, I think also, the cynic in me, because you you were saying earlier, it's like, how does this not get edited out? And the cynic in me wants to say, it's like, they knew exactly what they were doing, and they knew it would blow up, and now NWA has attracted a whole bunch of new fans that are in this anti-PC culture, anti-censorship thing. I mean, if they want to hang their head on that shit, good on them. You know, and I don't, I don't believe that if for no other reason than like a lot of the response I've seen from all of this is a lot of people saying that they are not going to watch the show anymore mm-hmm. because of because of their response to Jim Cornette saying this. Yeah, good on you. Congratulations, you got a bunch of fucking racists watching your show now, and everybody else has tuned the fuck out. Yeah, like, like okay, cool, like. You already pissed off a bunch of people tuning the fuck out because of all this, and then you did a half-hearted attempt to fix it, and, like, now, like, the fucking racists don't want to tune in either. What did you accomplish? Yeah. There is no good to be had in trying to get the edgelord crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I, I honestly, I think it's one of those things where if it didn't, if nobody talked about it, like, if nobody, like, talked about it in a negative fucking light or, like, really caught it like that, they would just, they wouldn't have done a damn thing. Well, they wouldn't considering, have, right. from what I understand, like, two weeks ago on Power, there was another Jim Cornette racist joke that no one blew up, and so it stayed in. Um, probably, but I'm not aware of it because I don't watch NWA Power. 
I just, yeah, it, I just keep harping back on this fucking part where it's just like, we sincerely regret our failure in this regard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not an apology for one. Mm-hmm. Nope, not an apology. It's, again, sorry we got caught, or sorry you were offended, basically, the statement in all the thousands of ways you can say it. Yeah. Nor do they explain, like, hey, how did this go wrong? How, what are exactly are we going to do? You just say, oh, we've established new procedures of review. Like, okay, what are those procedures? Who's going to review this? What, who's going to decide what is offensive and what is not? Like, yeah, it, it's, so- it's, it's just, just mean that, like, you're actually going to watch the fucking episode before you, you put it out there and think, like, oh, maybe someone shouldn't have said this. Yeah. Were you not doing that in the first place? Yeah, sorry we got caught. Sorry if you were offended. That's bullshit all the way around. Turns out even the people that work for NWA don't watch Power. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then Cornette put out a statement uh, today saying, Morning, everybody. Heard any good jokes lately? This coming Friday's Jim Cornette experience uh, is liable to be a good one if you like hearing stupid people told what they can do with their stupidity. So, yeah, clearly he's learned a lot from this experience. Yeah, unless he's a stupid person and uh, he gets told off, uh, which, here's a pro tip, a little spoiler, he's not the stupid person in his view. Yeah, weird, and it's almost like, you know, he surrounds himself with, like, fucking people like Brian Last that just, like, fucking tell him how right he is all the time. Right, because they're racist as well. Remember when there were talks about WWE wanting to bring him in to manage the revival? Yeah. I mean, again, consider the source, WWE. We've had our talks about that issue. Well, well, the obvious answer here is just get Jim Cornette in to manage Jordan Miles on NXT. So that we can pre- Anyway. Yeah, I'm not even going to dignify that one. Don't. Yeah. Don't, don't dignify nope. anything I say. Yeah, no, we're, we're not. That's why we're going to let John move on. Get the timer. Get the goddamn yeah, timer. Yeah, no, the timer's armed, man. I'm going to fucking spray it at him. More in this story as it develops, although, honestly, I don't I don't care how it develops. Fuck, fuck Cornette. Fuck Power. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Are you exactly. going to listen to this Friday's Jim Cornette experience? No! Hell no! I will let I a website... I rage aneurysm. Yeah, I'll let a website tell me what he said. Put out the clips out there, because I don't need to hear him try and rationalize around it, or try and, you know, sugarcoat anything. I just... I don't give a shit. He's a fucking racist, and he obviously has not learned. I'm yeah, He's run out of time. Learn. And, like, all he does constantly when everything happens, again, like when he fucking called Sunkiss a transvestite, like, four months ago, mm-hmm. like, his attitude is he's always fucking unrepentant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, he'll apologize because, but it always comes off that, like, he's doing it because he feels like he has to, because then he'll just, like, later on defend how he was fucking right to do it in the first place. People don't understand how to eat crow anymore. Some will say they never did. Yeah, I mean, eating crow requires you to have some fucking humility and like be willing to fucking listen to someone else and and like you know look at your fucking actions through like the lens of someone else's fucking experience and like understanding of the world and like 
fucking Jim Cornette clearly shows that, like, the only thing he fucking cares about is his weird fucking dogmatic view of mm-hmm. what wrestling is supposed to be. And anything that goes against that, he'll just, like, fucking lash out at in mm-hmm. the most fucking vindictive, petty, and disgusting ways possible. Yeah, it's a curious thing that for an industry that has so much role play within it that somebody cannot fathom taking a trip in anybody else's shoes to understand that maybe their shit is problematic. There's al- there's also the thing with, uh, if you follow wrestling YouTube at all, the whole shit that went down with Jim Cornette and Brian Zane of Wrestling with Regret, who previously was like a very Jim Cornette-inspired personality and has, a- and has had Jim Cornette on his show numerous times, fucking blocking okay. him because he dared to say, like, hey, you know... Wrestling can have comedy, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's a thing. Fuck Jim Cornette. Yeah, I'm just going to say fuck yeah. Jim Cornette. I think we have overbroached this topic. Yeah. Let's talk about something good. Yes, please. Dynamite was AW really good Dynamite this happened week. tonight. I fucking, I want to talk about this. is one of my favorite weeks of the show. Holy yes. shit. This show was on fucking fire in the best way. I will say, like, mm. it's it's kind of fucking crazy that we had all this dumb bullshit happen earlier in the week that we had to fucking talk about and all this shit happened. Because, like, the four hours of, of wrestling that we had tonight, I will say, some of the best wrestling I've seen in fucking months. Yeah, for sure. And that's across both shows. Yes. Yeah. But tell me about Dynamite. Dynamite, and they, they don't even bother with the intro or anything. They just go right to the hot open. Like, everybody thought, hey, we know Phoenix can go. Because Phoenix has been a singles wrestler for ages. Everybody knows him from Lucha Underground if you've kind of followed that. You know him from AAA if you are really weird into watching your Twitch channels or whatever. Nick Jackson, Dynamo we don't know if he... stuff. Oh, yeah, MLW too as well. I mean, John, we know you and MLW... You know it better than any of us, honestly. Byron Reed is the fucking middleweight champion now. Jesus Christ, why would they do that? He's got that cutter! He does. Uh, <laughs> um, Nick Jackson, however, is not a singles guy. He's, I was he's tag team specialist. surprised at Nick Jackson tonight. Not only did he pull off a goddamn incredible match with Phoenix, hot open, hot as fuck, he made it make perfect sense why he lost because he kept looking for tags he kept doing tag team moves at the wrong times and he got himself fucked up at the end which is fucking great it was a great story of like saying yeah ray fenix is a singles wrestler as well he's had singles matches and nick jackson is very much not Mm -hmm. yep And and now the door is open yeah go on and, like, I didn't think I needed another Young Bucks-Lucha Brothers match. Which I know this technically isn't. Yeah. But also, like, fuck, I think I need another Young Bucks-Lucha Brothers match after this. They're going to keep fighting forever throughout the they, years. And Trust they, me. You know it, what? It's... They always fucking deliver. And they, and yeah. somehow it has some, it's, they've waited long enough that it, that it feels like, no, I, I need this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, the Elite and the Lucha Bros of AAA are the El Clasico of AEW, hands down. So this is a great match. 
I think it sets up the story for Phoenix and El- or Pentagon Jr. to potentially go for some singles titles in the near future. Probably won't, but hey, if we want to see Pentagon break somebody's arm en route to a heavyweight title shot, you might see it soon. You know, again, it, it's... And I did appreciate that, yeah, like you said, they are p- putting in the seeds there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they both did singles things tonight. You know, Pentagon was in the was in the Battle Royal. Like, yep. didn't last very long, but, you know, he was there. Uh, again, and, and like, uh, consider... It, anyone that watched All Out would know that they're both singles guys because they both... Or Pentagon had the singles match at All Out. All In. Yeah, yeah all, all In. in. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, him and Kenny Omega at All In. And that was fucking incredible as well. But that was a long time ago. People were thinking, oh, they've just gone pure tag team. No, they have not. And furthermore, let's point out how he got eliminated in that very strange and yet kind of cool battle royale. Um, Christopher Daniels kind of posed as Phoenix running down to the ring. It's pretty funny. And distracted Pentagon. And in the process, he gets eliminated. So, yeah, that's, that's fucking hilarious. It was also, like, a pr- good way of it. believably taking Pentagon out of the match when he's one of your better wrestlers in there. Mm-hmm. And it also sets the table for some potential stuff in the near future, I'm going to say. Uh, we'll get to that, I think. Um, but I do really like this idea, mm-hmm. not to, don't, because I just don't want to get off it that quickly. I do right. really like this idea that, like, for the tag teams that they don't have, like, any real story for them going on and, like, don't really have anything that they're really building them up to, that, like, they're just kind of letting their, their like, individual personalities just kind of shine in single stuff and, like, actually showing them as more versatile and, like, more capable wrestlers and that. Like, you know, I really appreciated, you know, having, like, Trent take on Pac last week or, like, you know, Pentagon being in this or Sexy Chuck T being in this. Yeah, I think they've got really good tag teams for doing that. You know, you can split the personalities pretty well with the best friends. You can do it with the Jurassic Express, Lucha Bros. Obviously, single specialists were first before the tag team happened. There's so much of that that can happen. At TH2, in fact, as well, with Jack Evans soon to win the AAA Mega Campeonato uh, title. We know it's going to happen. Is that um, happening, happening on AEW? It, it's it's been taped already. It happened tonight. I don't know the result. I'm just going to say that, per my stats, um, he's definitely the champion. It was taped on Dark? It was taped on Dark Tonight. Yes, absolutely correct. Uh, don't bother looking up. I know for a fact my stats are perfect, perfect, impeccable. The algorithm must be maintained. Jack Evans, your new AAA Mega Campeonato champion. Jack Evans is perfect, and I will not argue with it. You can tell me that Jack Evans lost. You can show me that match where Jack Evans loses, and I will tell you that you're wrong, and you doctored the footage. It's fake news. Yeah, it, it's completely fake. He definitely won. So, but yeah, no, it's uh, there. there's a lot of that dynamics to it which i think is fucking spectacular and i'm excited to see more of this you know breaking up of you know not fully breaking up but letting tag teams go singles every now and then then come back together for matches and maybe in the future have some of those uh, singles that you aren't given the respect to get some tag teams going yeah why not yeah it's a fucking good division and and hell if they need to bolster out their tag division they can always just make tag teams out of single stars. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, that that's exactly what they, they could do. I and mean, there's no end to this. There's there's no limit. AW's tag division is fucking amazing, y'all. 
You, you might say we got to talk making... about the fact that like they literally might have just actually made some fucking tag another tag team stars tonight because holy fuck that Dark Order video. Yeah, yes. Jesus the Dark Christ. Order is finally interesting, and I get they, it. With one video, they took the Dark Order from this stupid Edge Lord bullshit into no, no. I understand what the fuck this is now. This is goddamn amazing. This is some Bray Wyatt shit. And not like in a Bray Wyatt way, but more in like a, this is creepy as fuck and I'm kind of down. They're a weird fucking multi-level marketing scheme cult. Yeah, and I, I know who that spokesperson is, but I can't put my finger on his name. And it's just, yeah, they're, they're just a cult for losers. Which even puts more emphasis on them hunting down Jurassic Express, the biggest jobbers in AEW outside of Joey Janela. Don't forget Brandon. Uh, well, Brandon Cutler is actually pretty highly ranked these days. He's up there with G. Bailey. Did he get a win? No, of course not. But Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's just say the uh, basement is pretty deep in AEW right now. God damn. I mean, he's technically above Sammy Guevara in my rankings. Wow! Yeah, it, it, it's there's some nasty shit in there. Um, but yeah, no, it's I, I, it, yeah. I need to see where this Dark Order shit goes yeah, now. Just please lean into this. It's so goddamn good. That's all I got for that, personally. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all. I just wanted to fucking rave about that for a second yeah, no. because it was literally like, you know, I of course, obviously, I spent most of tonight focused on NXT, mm-hmm. but like when that happened, I literally just had to drop everything because holy shit, also, yeah, it's a really fucking good promo. Also, hear me out because they're doing a whole thing yeah. about like if you're on a losing streak or you're kind of like feeling down on yourself, maybe the Dark Order's the place. And who mm-hmm. is yeah. currently having a losing streak and feeling down on themselves that is a big main eventer that would be very interesting to see in the Dark Order. You don't think Kenneth is going to think about this, do you? It could be. I could see them. Ma- I could see that almost being the payoff to this angle. Ooh. So, I mean, after Jack Evans wins the title off him, he's going to be desperate. Yeah. And, like, we've already... We kind of alluded to this as well with the Toby Fox video with uh, the Megalovania entrance where it's like, there is a part of Kenny Omega that feels like his... The elite doesn't have his back anymore. And, like... And, like, this would be a really interesting way to get a lot of stories combined in a way that's kind of unexpected but makes total sense. There's also a potential pivot if there's somebody who's slowly meandering towards the AEW world who might be a bit of a vile person himself and could potentially take some things to a very dark edge. Maybe with the order, maybe not. He's had enterprises. Yeah, that's where I honestly see this going, is that Kenny's going to turn on him when a certain villainous persona enters the ring. I can't wait for Party Marty to come back. I can't... When you're talking about this villainous persona from Wing of Honor, you, of course, mean Bully Ray, right? Eh. Yeah. I'm just... I, I more meant... 
I more meant Matt Taven. Yeah. I mean, you know, he is the kingdom, yeah. after all. I, yeah, I, I wasn't going to name names or anything, but yeah, it's totally that's, Matt Taven. I mean, you heard so how the girls scream for him? I mean, you didn't ask her, but, um, you know, John totally did. That girl was, like, it? shrieking, like she was being stabbed. Have you seen that? It was really uncomfortable. They're yeah. all the fucking worst. Oh, no, but Matt, Matt Taven's a fucking piece of shit. Anyways, look forward to seeing you. Yeah. was cool? No. Not really. No, not anymore. It, it's been a while. It, it's a long year. So, also, since you brought him up briefly, like, before we go to uh, this other thing here. Yeah. Why was Kenny lifting those tiny weights? Uh, I think he's trying to go back to his comedic roots with Nakazawa, that's all. But it's, you know, it it was, like, tiny little off-kilter weights, so, you know. Insert your Riho joke here. Oh, man. Lifting off-kilter tiny weights, that's Riho to a T. Oh, man. <laughs> You're not, I'm not saying anything about it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not implying anything. I'm just asking the questions here. I didn't actually ask a question, so I don't know why I said that. But because of the implication, they're, they're, look, I, I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna talk much more about that. I'm just saying, off kilter tiny weights. Look, we all know that Kenny probably groomed this small child. Okay. <laughs> I look. I. I'm just gonna say it. I. I'm. I'm Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, do not quote, 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 quote. Um, this is a parody. This is totally a parody. Um, yeah, probably. Allegedly, probably. Yeah. yeah. Speaking that's, of that's like just libertarianism, uh, that's can you make it? Speaking just of the women's division <laughs> and golly gee whiz, what if the Riho consents? <laughs> <laughs> I so. On the subject the of women's, the, like, we're yeah. talking about the Dark Order finally being good. The women's division mm-hmm. also finally looks like they're on the right track. Who knew all of this was Hikaru Shida? Yeah, Hikaru Shida is fucking crisp as fuck. She's amazing. She actually put a good match out of Britt Baker. God damn it. Holy shit. She need Britt Baker in her fucking head and killed her? Yeah, basically, Hikarshi just got the stiffest knees that probably don't hurt, but goddamn... No, they fucking hurt. I mean, they, I bet she bloodied Britt Baker's nose with one of them. They finally found a match where a Western woman works well with a Japanese woman. Yep. And their styles felt like they meshed. Yep. It's a great match. It was a fantastic match. I am all in on Karashita right now. Arguably Just, the first... No, you like, mean all out. Yeah, sorry. All out on Karashita. Arguably the first great women's match in AEW, except for like maybe the six-man tag at Double or Nothing. Yeah, exactly. That one we were just marking yep. out, though, because it was like Yuka Sakazaki and uh, yeah. you know, Aja Kong. That one felt more like Oh shit, this is some really cool foreign Japanese shit. Mm-hmm. This one felt yeah, like. It was a stunt match. This one felt like. Holy shit, they know what they're doing with their women. Yeah, so please just have these two teach. Or no, have Hikarashita teach everybody. Fuck it, I don't give a shit. Just more of whatever she's got everywhere. Everyone. Everyone. And, and I'm assuming that Hikarashita is going to become the next number one contender, so. 
Hope oh, she better like it. Yeah. Hopefully, she can take it off of Riho, and we can start getting good women's matches if Hikaru Shida is able to work well with the Western women. I mean, she's definitely like not the weight of you know a pound of feathers, so she's got a good chance. You know, look, I've, a lot of people, if this was a real sport, would have beaten Riho. I mean, sure, but, you know, just wait till Hikarshida comes in, because remember, Hikarshida is heavier than feathers. Put th- it's not that hard, really. That, it's not that put, hard. Put that in her entrance theme, you cowards. In yeah, same, exactly. The same voice that does the awesome Kong theme. There are eight million ways to die. Hikarshida is heavier than feathers. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that... Is Hikaru Shida another way to die? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to find out. We, we This has not been confirmed yet. I've Again, we've not had all 8 million ways to die revealed to us. We've only had one. <laughs> How many people do you think have died from wanking dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, that's a great question, and I'm not prepared to answer this at all, but, um... Be Do sure to ask Tony Khan on Twitter. Do we think it's the dog that killed them because they didn't approve to being wanked? Or someone killed Probably. the person for wanking the dog? No, uh, I think it might also be more like, you know, when dolphins, like, explode. They, uh, they, they can kind of have muscles so strong that they can rip through human flesh instantaneously. Are rendering these, the, now, now, if all three of these situations happen, is that just one way to die because it's dying from wanking a dog, or is it three different ways to die? Because this would affect uh, the, this would affect Austin Kong's odds. Well, I'm just saying there's a Venn diagram here, and if you look at the Venn diagram, there's the three separate ways. Then there's the intersections one, two, three, and then there's another one uh, in the middle. So that's seven ways to die from wanking dogs. Hmm. So, you know, if there are 8 million ways to die, Wanking Talks is 7. And out Does here... Chris Jericho wank dogs? <laughs> uh, it would explain a lot. Chris Jericho would wank dogs if he felt it would get him more heat. <laughs> Don't you boo me! I'm wanking this dog! Don't you boo Don't me! Don't you dare I... boo me! This dog needs it! Don't dare, Booby. I'm just interviewing Donald Trump Jr. on my podcast and giving him a platform. Nonpartisan. I'm nonpartisan in this dog-wanking platform. Don't, Booby. I just liked a bunch of MAGA shit on Twitter. I wanked the Red Rockets and I wanked the Blue Rockets. (laughs) I'm a real moderate. This dog is actually a, center, a centrist. He's voting for Andrew Yang. What if we heard out the Red Rockets before we wanked them off? What if we <laughs> debated them on a platform of equals and learned to understand them before we wanked them off? Perhaps this understanding is what we need in our current society. I was trying to get y'all to talk about the Chris Jericho promo, and instead y'all just kept talking about wanking dogs. Man, that Jericho promo was fucking cartoony as hell, and I loved it. <laughs> Jericho, Jericho is having the best, having like the best run this decade, probably. I would say the best one since Kevin Owens, at least. I think that was pretty goddamn good. Kevin Owens' run but. was good, but still, 
I guess for me, the Kevin Owens run is tainted by the fact that, God, Kevin Owens was such a shitty champion, and that's not Jericho's fault at all. No, it isn't. Like, I think... It's not Kevin Owens' fault either. No. They booked him like a chump. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, think, I think this one I'm putting above the Kevin Owens run just because it's being booked properly. It is totally being booked properly, and... But still, in the weirdest, most cartoony way, SCU used reverse psychology to trick Jericho into a singles match with the title on the line against Scorpio Sky next week. And I think there's a decent non-zero chance that Scorpio Sky actually wins the title. Whoa. I'd be into it. So, hear me out on this one, because I've got two major reasons. One... It'd be a great way to say fuck you to the racism WWE as of late and the racism NWA as of late and to kind of really piss Jim Cornette the fuck off. And <laughs> Not wrong. Yeah. And two, they've really been setting this up pretty well. Like, Phoenix shows he can go singles by beating Nick Jackson. Christopher Daniels messes with Pentagon Jr. once again. What better place for those two to go to singles and try to take out Scorpio Sky? than giving him a title for them to go after. You're not wrong. Yeah, so there is a potential storyline here. I don't know if they're going to pull the trigger here, if there's going to be some bullshit that makes him kick the can down the road. I think Scorpio Sky could get the title very conceivably, given that he has stepped the fuck up. Also, just thinking about it, it's kind of amazing how SCU, just through single stuff, are now, like, in three separate tag feuds as well. Like, they could easily feud with the Young Bucks now. They could easily feud with the Lucha Brothers. And because Scorpio Sky is feuding with Chris Jericho, they can easily feud with Santana and Ortiz. They sure can. And I think they're going to very soon. And, you know, regardless of what happens, I get a feeling that Proud and Powerful are going to go after SCU and really make things awkward on this. Speaking it's kind of weird, though, after mm-hmm. tonight, considering that, like, you know, they lost a private party. They they did. And that was a bit confusing to me in general. Like, who's going to be going for the titles next at that point? Because legitimately, if you look at rankings and what that caused, um, Proud and Powerful aren't really next in line. If anything, you could say Dark Order are back to being next in line. Well, and I think that's why they're kind of legitimizing Dark Order right now. Mm-hmm. I... Again, I think that's, you know, set the table because, yeah, Dark Mortar were winning a hell of a lot before they had two losses. That's it. Also, just before we end the Chris Jericho bit, I just want to say, Jake Hager continues to be the underrated, maybe best part of the inner circle. I, I think the problem Jake Hager's always had is that if he speaks quietly, his voice is totally fine. It's only when he's trying to yell does a lisp show up. And that's only when you give him too much mic time does it show up. He is getting the exact right amount of mic time, and it is fan-fucking-tastic. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, we were to move off of Jericho here for a minute? Yeah, I'm ready to move off of Jericho. Yeah. Okay. I really quickly want to touch on the Battle Royale. Because that was fucking weird. I don't quite understand it yet, but... You extended quite a few feuds and some stuff there. You potential for other feuds to be to keep going. But the real question is here. There's a dynamite diamond ring at the end of this whole ordeal. 
MGF and Hangman Page are going to fight for it. Is this the fucking mid-card title? It feels like it could turn into the mid-card title. Like, is this just Cody doing the Ring of Honor in AEW? Again, I feel like he's doing the the Lord of the Ring that one time that they did it in uh, WCW where Diamond Dallas Page won that battle royal and he just walked around wearing a stupid ring for a while. Mm-hmm. That said, you bring that up, John. I get the feeling DDP might be in Chicago next week to award this out to whomever wins it. Bang! Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be MJF, let's be real. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, like... Uh, who are we fucking kidding? He is the perfect person to wear a mid-card diamond ring. So, yeah. that's all I really had to say there. It's it's going to be fucking good. I think what's nice about this is, if they don't want to make this the mid-card title, they don't have to. They can just make it a prop MJF has all the time. But if they want, like... Yeah. But if they want to make it's this just the mid-card a mid-card cool title, prize that he won. they can. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. Like, like, part of me kind of hopes this isn't, and kind of hopes this is almost like... MJF's version of the Million Dollar Championship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. Yeah. Like, again, like, you know, when they did the Lord of the Ring thing with with DDP, they did absolutely fucking nothing with it. Like, he feuded with, with like, fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan for a while because Duggan stole it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, stuff like that, I think, is fine. Especially, I like the idea of there being a very limited amount of belts and making other desirable prizes in AEW, things that aren't belts. Great thought, very smart, and yeah, you can kind of go away from, these aren't actually titles, so they're not actually for the mid-card, it's just MJF's shit. That's, and that's then at said, some point, you... Mm-hmm. I would still very much like a TV title. Yeah, I want a TV title. Yeah, I, I understand that. I What I really want this to be, I, I want the Diamond Ring to be like the TV title, but also make it kind of like the Gift of the Gods. Like, the original fucking Gift of the Gods, not the bullshit one they made later. Like, make it so that if you want to give it up, you can get yourself a title match next week. Wait, what was the later one? The later one you could cash in any time. So it just became money oh, in the bank. Right. Remember, Dario said he, he needs time to promote the match, so you, you, know, you have to give right, him a, a right. week's I, for, I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That, like, yeah, in season four, they totally just made it. Fucking, you can cash in whenever. Yep, and that was stupid. But yeah, no. Sure was, but so was a lot of season four. Mm-hmm. Speaking of stupid brutality. Boy, this fucking main event sure was something. Oh my fucking god, this main event was hellacious, cringeworthy in the best of ways. And a whole lot to take in. Darby Allen is a goddamn psychopath, and so is John Moxley. First of all, we got to put that entrance on best special entrance because holy shit. Mosh pitting inside a body bag and then having six of the mosh pitters carry you into the arena. Um, I, I feel like this take. And is he hangs been... out in the body bag with a skateboard. Yep. He sure did. I feel like this take has been said like a lot of times. Uh, but man, Darby Allen reminds me a lot of like early Jeff Hardy. Yeah, people are saying that. In the same like, in the same like, wow, this is a really cool thing that's kind of like unlike anything else on the roster, and also 
he's a really young, exciting daredevil that has a huge upper ceiling. There is one he's, major difference that makes him way better than Jeff Hardy. He's not a drug. That he's spooky? He doesn't do drugs. He's straight edge. Hey, let's be fair. Jeff Hardy started out as straight edge. Yeah, well, I mean, Darby has all the reason in the world never to drink or do drugs because of, you know, his whole childhood. Yes. No, for sure. I'm not, that wasn't meant to imply that I think Darby Allen is going to stop being straight edge. Yeah, no. I, I, I saw his final match at Defy. They were throwing, you know, white claws for uh, Joey Janela, and Darby went and got a bottle of water. So, yeah. But, no, he, he is definitely that same sort of enigma- enigmatic crazy shit and i'm all for it you might say also he's he like kind a of charismatic enigma perhaps also he breaks fingers and dislocates him and that's kind of fucking sick and i'm like yeah that's pretty unlike cool the Hardy just like locking now, the fingers in a nazi the turnbuckle mm-hmm. i just as soon as i saw that yeah you can't fake that shit at least i don't know how you can fake that shit because i was wincing yeah like the ref helping moxley pop his fingers back into place oh god yeah and Moxley at the end of the match saying that little shit broke my hand. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty goddamn good match. These two are not done. Dar- Darby Please. Allen has been like the perfect example of putting someone over in defeat. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yep. I feel like Darby Allen's record in AEW is pretty dismal. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very, very piss poor. It's 4-4-1. Four, four, and one. That's a basically under 500. But also, he's like the perfect example when people say wins and losses don't matter. Uh, you know, I, I would say that it takes people doing what they did like with Moxie here. Open challenge. Darby accepts. Darby loses. He'll be back. He just has to win a few. Yeah. He'll destroy a few people, and he'll be back in the running. He, he is a future champion in AEW, for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. If he doesn't die first, he'll be a champion. He would actually probably be the perfect TV champion. Get that man diamond ring. But, like, having just this guy just issue these no, open... No, he's a diamond skateboard. Ooh, Jesus Christ. Diamond skateboard battle royale. Let's go. Actually, fuck it, Moxie would be a great TV champion with just, like, open challenges every week. Whoever wants to, whoever dares to try to fight me, feel free. Yeah, possibly. I, again, I, I'm really, you know my view on the TV title, so I can't really lean into that too much. Yeah. But, yeah, fucking amazing episode overall i think i'm underselling it here but goddamn great also um lady in the first row with the darby on face paint on you are very cute call me if you hear this thank you um and by, by call me i mean please contact me on social media at psug twitch.tv slash psag please just talk to me talk to me talk to me. you'd have to move sorry guys i have to move what? to indianapolis i I, Don't do that. It's trap. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I considered that once in my life, and I got better. Hooray! <laughs> I moved to there. They do. And that's the only reason to go. Um, Actually, yeah, I, got, like, I, got fam- I got friends there, so I can't say that. 
Arguably, I think this might have been one of the. This might have been the best episode of Dynamite, if not the best. Like, definitely one of them. I would certainly up there. Yeah, I'd put it top three easily. It feels like AEW has finally figured out what works. And funny enough, we were talking about last week being kind of a bad show, but potentially setting the table. Here we are. They set the table and they fucking swept it over. You know, with like. Darby Allen's body just threw it across the table and cleared everything off in a beautiful, destructive fashion. Look, long long term booking works. It it turns out like it's all like we've become so accustomed to WWE booking for that week and that week alone for the best possible show with no vision to the future. And speaking yep. of having no vision to the future, John, how is NXT? <laughs> I mean Wow, fucking segue, thank you. It's time to play it's NXT Do You Care, I guess. I mean... We, we gotta hurry on the time, because we definitely talked way too much about Jim Cornette and wanking dogs. <laughs> Jim, Jim Cornette wanks dogs. Maybe too much about Jim Cornette, definitely not enough about wanking dogs. You know, I'm uh, glad you said it. Let's play some It's NXT Do You Care. Uh, here's the what happened on NXT, and I'm gonna ask if you care. If you do, then we'll talk about it. If you don't, then I'll say like a sentence on it, and we'll move on. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready. Becky is now Goldberg. Do you care? Yes. What? The show begins with William Regal standing outside just like a door that's surrounded by security. And then Becky Lynch comes through the door. And then the security walks her to the ring. Becky is Goldberg. That's cool. Did she inhale, did she inhale sparkler smoke? I gotta know. No. Fuck. She doesn't have the steam cannons now that she's the man. She does. Think she got him back. Oh, she got him back. Yeah, she got him back. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she got a really good promo. It was a nice reminder that hey, when you actually let Becky be unscripted, like she's one of the best women currently wrestling for a fucking reason. Just keep her off social media. Yeah, keep a lot of people off social media. Yeah, exactly. Like her and her uh, boyfriend. Or fiancé, sorry. Then Becky Lynch fights Rhea Ripley. Do you care? Yes. This is a good match. It was a lot of fun. Rhea Ripley's they, fucking cool. Yep, Rhea Ripley's great. great. Uh, they got, like, a fun ten minutes. Uh, it was... I feel like it was one of those matches that was just on the cusp of, like, I feel like if it went a little bit long... Like, if it went any longer than it did, then when it clearly ended in fucking Shanna and her dumb friends running in and beating the fuck out of everyone because, of course, it was going to... Yeah. It, it would have been more rage-inducing. That's that's good but to hear. It was, instead, it was kind of exciting because, yeah... Shannon and her dumb friends run in to beat the shit out of uh, out of both of them. And then Becky fights Shayna and one of the dumb friends off. And then Rhea and her team up to take out the other one. That Hooray! Th- that's fantastic. Fucking great. I love this. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Guys, Kona no, Reeves no, is here. No, 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 no. Do you no, care? No, yes. no, 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 Tell no. Shut his mic off. Tell me about Kona Reeves. No, well, no, guess no, what, no, Oscar? No, no. Kona Reeves immediately gets fucking murdered by Ricochet. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. He oh. tries to do poses, and then Ricochet just appears out of nowhere and kicks him into the fucking post, and he dies. That's pretty good. You know, thank you, Ricochet. Blessed Ricochet for all our lives. Blessed Ricochet. Blessed be thy Ricochet. 
I stand by. In like five years' time, y'all are going to be like, yo, Coda Reeves should be WWE no. champion. No, no, never. never. <laughs> Ricochet then proceeds to take Coda Reeves' place in his match against Matt Riddle. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a fun match. Yeah. Look, it's fucking Ricochet and Matt Riddle. Yeah, that sounds good. Like, that's of course that's going to be good. Like, the problem is they don't give it that much time, and, like, of course it gets fucking interrupted by the some fucking idiots from the SmackDown roster running in. Hashtag under siege. But, like, the one thing that I'll definitely give NXT credit for here is, aside from that, aside from the opening match, like... All the other matches, even with the run-in bullshit, they all had finishes. Nice. That's good. That's good. Ricochet, Ricochet lost. He got rolled up. What? Yep. Matt Riddle rolled up Ricochet. I mean, it's oh. in NXT. They should make the NXT guys look strong on their own fucking show. Also, yeah, Matt and, Riddle is really good at rolling some, doobies. Indeed. And then some SmackDown people, you know, the SmackDown people showed up again. It was Cesaro and one other person. I don't I thought remember. Cesaro's and, on NXT know, UK bunch. now. No. Mm. Anyway, uh, the revival versus the undisputed era. Do you care? Say yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a good Smash match. Was, Smash was fucking amazing. The revival is so goddamn good, y'all. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, it's it's like, hey, surprise, surprise, you put, like, The Revival, who used to be, like, one of the fucking best tag teams with the Undisputed Era, perhaps the current best tag team, and holy shit, you give them, like, 20 fucking minutes, and they're gonna fucking tear the house down. This is, like, New Japan-level shit, Red Dragon and Revival, if it ever could happen. So good. This ruled like this to me is is going on that match of the year list because holy fuck like i cannot recommend this match enough it's so good yeah revival just reinvents tag matches using just traditional shit all the time i'm excited to to hear they're back their shit i look forward to watching five minutes of it on friday before smackdown because of the nxt canada edits Undisputed Era won, because of course they did. They're of the course. tag team champs. Yeah, so gotta... again, you're on NXT. Make the NXT guys that are going to be there next week look good. You, That's basic booking. You say that, and yet they're about to fuck that up. But before they oh, fuck that up, Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai. Do you care? No. Nah. Yeah, they, they had a match. It was, it was fine. Kaylee Ray won because, you know, she's the UK Women's Champion, of course she did. Yeah. I can't, and then, after this match, the SmackDown ladies all ran in and fucked everybody up. And then the Raw ladies ran in, and it was a fucking, and like the rest of the, the women's, you know, War Games people ran in, and it was a fucking clusterfuck. NXT Under Siege. It was yeah, it was really fucking fun though, and it was great when fucking uh, Nikki Cross ran in with a fucking garbage lid and just beat the shit out of everybody with it. As one does when you're Nikki Cross. Yeah, and like Nikki Cross, like literally wins the segment. Like she kills everyone, including Io, with the garbage can lid, and like gets her song played and just is going crazy in the ring, and everybody's fucking cheering for her. 
Because of course they are. It's fucking Nikki Cross. Yeah. Who would ever boo Nikki Cross? This, I don't know does, anybody. Does that end with the thing they should do in NXT where she's slowly joined by Killian Dane, Eric Young, and Alexander Wolf? No. Oh. Nah. They need to team her with Io Shirai. Just bring back fucking sanity. <laughs> they no, never just, had just... a chance to be a bad faction. Hotline Miami music, Crazy Nikki Cross, Screaming Yo Shirai. Make it happen, folks. Again, though, it really just puts into stark perspective how fucking stupid this whole brand supremacy thing is. Because, yeah, you're literally, like, you're in the fucking smart land where people are down to, like, you know, root for the NXT people and hate anyone that's not in there. And you have an entire fucking full-sale arena chanting for Nikki Cross, the SmackDown lady. Yeah, well, they never forgot. Yeah, as they shouldn't have, because Nikki Cross is fucking great. It's just, this brand supremacy shit is so dumb. See, now that they introduce NXT... Why is, why is Ricochet hating... Why is Ricochet now hating on these people that, like, were his co-workers, like, eight months ago? A way better story would have been if they just did the thing they did during the invasion angle, where Paul Heyman reveals that all the people that used to work for ECW are just his own sleeper agents and just have Triple H do that with the NXT people. That could work. There's always a plan B. Banana bread. Hey, the Viking Raiders are here for some reason. Do you care? Fuck no. I, I should, but no. They fought the Forgotten Sons, so oh, that's good that you don't care. Yeah, I really don't fucking care now. So, there was a spot very early in this match where it seemed like the Viking Raiders were going to win in, like, a minute and a half. That's it should have. And it was fucking great. And then uh, the other one, I guess it was Buddy, no, uh, Wesley Blake broke up the pin. And then this match went on for another fucking 10, 12 minutes. And I was like, fuck off. I'm vomiting my own mouth thinking of that. Dominic... Dijakovic versus Adam Cole in a ladder match to determine advantage at War Games. Do you care? I, did the heel I win? I wish I did. Yeah, the heel won. Of course. So, no, I don't care. The heel should always win. Stop pretending. Heel wins. Bad guys always win. Yeah. It, it was pretty much, you know... It, it was a 12-minute ladder match, which, all right, fine, sure. Like, that's not a lot of time for this, but, like, you know, it's NXT. They're going to do what they're going to do Yep. with this fucking, like, now that they're just basically decided it's a two-hour and ten-minute show every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that part about the WB shows when the overrun is going to happen because you're at 58. So, what are you going to do? Yep. So it's like, it's just going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, like, uh, Cole wins after he, you know, they're they're both on the ladder, and, and Cole just literally brains Dijakovic with the fucking briefcase. Of course. Drops him onto the ladder bridge that they assembled for some reason. Uh, you know, it's called a Chekhov ladder bridge. Thank you. Exactly. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Undisputed Era comes out to celebrate and everything. And then all the SmackDown and the Raw people come out, and they're all fighting and everything, and everybody's going crazy, and then fucking Seth Rollins shows up. NXT is under siege. 
and gets booed out of the building. He's bad at Twitter. And then fucking he and Choppa have a face off. Of course. I, I... And the episode ends. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what comes up soon is, you know, cue that cat. It's, it's, it's War Games time. Yep. I mean, that's the thing is it's War Games. It's Survivor Series. Like, I don't know. Like, this episode was fucking awesome. Like, this was probably, like, I would say this is the second best episode since they have gone live. I mean, you, like, you sold me on that um, revival match. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that I'm revival match was incredible. Out. The Becky shit was really fun. Like, the, the Kaylee Ray Dakota Kai match was good. The fucking, like, you know... The Dijakovic Adam Cole ladder match was really good. They had some great packages for war games. They also, but also at the same time, it was a spot show. Like, it was, we're just gonna go fucking crazy and just like do a bunch of shit that we can't do next week. Becky Lynch isn't gonna come back. No. Fucking Ricochet's not coming back. Well, Kaylee well, Ray, the like, yeah, it's cool that she's there, but like, is done. What? The brand supremacy stuff is done on Sunday. Yep, sure is. Yeah, exactly. None of these people are coming back. Like, Kaylee Ray, even. Like, she's the fucking UK women's champion. Why the fuck? She's she's not going to, like, spend all her time here. Has NXT UK been involved with this Survivor Series stuff at all, except for that one week in England? Nope. So what was the point of fucking jobbing out Imperium? On that fucking raw ratings, yeah, just ratings. Is he gonna pop ratings? I hate to say, it, I love Walter. Walter ain't popping any ratings. Well, they did it, so you know. Trying to get that NXT attention because it sure worked for a week for NXT. It was an exciting show. It was a really great show that I seriously enjoyed. And yeah, it's like I look at everything that happened and I go, what the fuck is even going to happen next week? Because like none of this shit is really going to matter. And also like even War Games itself, like I'm sure War Games is going to be cool and they'll probably have some like, you know, things that they could work on coming out of that. But like, I don't know, it's just even that it's just like it, it, I feel like there's no direction here. It kind of feels they got wrapped up in the bullshit of Survivor Series and and to the to the detriment of everything. It kind of feels telling that the two best episodes of NXT since they went live are the ones that there's no way to follow it up. Yep, like they're basically just like kind of takeovers in a way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but, but but war games will at least be a thing, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, we got a, a takeover that's going to happen on uh, Saturday. Yeah. And I got the card here, or at least, like, what of the card we know. Right. Because I assume they'll probably throw in, like, one more match. They always do. Yeah. Is there but, is there time for more Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic? I, no, I know they're they both already in, have a match. I know they're both in war games. Give them a singles match. No, no, let's not even go down that road. What the hell? What the hell, man? I'm going to tell you the match, and I want you to tell me what you think should happen and what you th- think's going to happen. 
Okay. Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Finn, Finn Balor Finn. should win. Matt Riddle will roll him up. Finn Balor, Finn Balor should win. Finn Balor will win. I think that, yeah, what this match needs to be is it needs to just, like, Finn needs to look fucking, inc- like, dangerous and brutal. Like, he needs to look, like, markedly different from how he has in the past. Like... And I think that they're probably going to do that. I think that this match is going to be good as shit. Or, and, yeah, I think Finn's going to... Hmm? Or he'll lose, and it'll be like, okay, well, I need backup. Here's the Valor Club. Nah, I think mm-hmm. Finn's going to win. That's yeah, what I, I want that... to happen. You want it to happen? I think they've already said enough stuff in interviews outside of things that they don't really care about that anymore. That ship sailed. Yeah, I know. I just want real rock and roller back. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know. And it's not going to happen. But hey, he'll point finger guns at people, so that's cool. What do those finger guns mean? Tell tell us why he does the finger guns. Pete Dunn versus Damian Priest versus Killian Dane, where the winner faces Adam Cole for the NXT Championship at Survivor Series. Pete Dunn should win this. Pete Dunn. Killian Dane will win. Yeah, Pete Dunn. Yeah, I think it's going to be Pete Dunn. He's definitely the one that should win, and yeah. I think that he will be the one that wins because you know, Pete, Pete Dunn, Priest and Priest and Dane are both heels. They're not going to do heel on heel on heel Pete, or heel on Pete heel. Dunn is also the only one that has exposure that the Survivor Series main roster crowd will care about. Yeah, I think that too. Probably, but yeah, I just I'm expecting a bad decision here. I want Pete Dunn to win though. All right. The women's war games match. Team Shayna, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray versus Team Rhea, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. Team Rhea should win this. They need to have a reason for Shayna to get a title match where she has a chance of losing the belt so she can maybe move on to bigger and better things somewhere else. Maybe, eventually, finally, dear God, she's done everything here. Didn't we learn with Asuka that this doesn't work if you keep it going like this? Um, but Shayna's going to win. I don't know enough about the women involved in this because I don't watch NXT to make an accurate judgment call. I agree with Trace that I think that uh, Team Shane is going to win. I think the X factor here is I do think that they are building up that that Dakota Kai story and they're going to turn Dakota heel and like she's going to yeah. do something that'll cost like that'll cost Team Rhea the match. Like mm-hmm. maybe she'll go after Tegan. I, I sure do love undercard feuds breaking up what could possibly be a championship match decider. And finally. Shayna's still men's... the fucking champion, by the way. Yes, yeah. that's what we're going on about. Is she? How long has she been champion? Too fucking long. Uh, on her second run, a little over a year now. <sighs> she won it back at Evolution. Yeah, she she's beaten everybody that could possibly challenge her for the title with any sort of legitimacy. They should have just kept Kyrie Sane as champion. You know, given where she is now. Yeah. They should have fucking pulled the trigger on Ember Moon. Well, that's a non-issue anymore. Yeah. So, you know. 
Sorry, I derailed that. Who's in the men's war games? The Undisputed Era versus Team Ciampa, which is Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and a mystery fourth person. Oh, Johnny Gargano. Who's the fourth person going to be? Uh, is there a is there a reason why it wouldn't be Gargano? That makes sense. Why it would be who you broke up? Johnny Gargano. Yeah, he has a neck injury oh. that is apparently legit. Oh, it's why it's why he's not having the match with with Finn Balor because that's the story that they were booking. Um, and then Johnny got hurt. I don't know who who's in NXT that would be a logical feud with the Undisputed Era. That's a great question. I don't know who that fourth man could be potentially. Um, so pulling out some bullshit, uh, and it's Ricochet. Hear me out here, John Morrison. I'm down. I'm down. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, that'd be great. Where has he been? Wank that dog. Let's make it happen. What about... Also, what's this fucking thrown together team? Uh, they're going to lose to Undisputed Era. That's what's going to happen. Like, I think they're going to win. NXT has a bunch of stables and... If they want to keep with the Survivor Series theme, why not make this NXT versus NXT UK? Give me a war games between Undisputed Era and Imperium. Just because that would be a good fucking match, and I want to watch that. I do think Team Ciampa's going to win. Okay, fair enough. Undis- look, Undisputed Era, they have the belts. They do. They have, they have literally everything. They can afford to loot. Yeah. They can afford to do war games right and have the babyface team win. Oh, shit. Y'all. Yeah, I know, I hear Actually, legitimate guess for the uh, mystery fourth person, just while the timer is going off. What's Vel- is Velveteen Dream injured? Because it feels like he's... Cons- yeah. Oh, he's injured? Yeah, he's injured. Yeah. I was, I was yeah, going to say, injured. it feels like he's conspicuously absent from this card. Yeah, that's why. Yep. He's injured. But hey, that's what's going to happen. That's what we think is going to happen on War Games. But if you want to know what actually happens on War Games and know what we think about it, well, guess what's going to happen this weekend? Owen and I are going to review it and Survivor Series. And if you want to hear that, you can uh, go over to the Patreon at patreon.cool. For five bucks, you will get this episode uh, as well as all the other review stuff we've done. Uh Trace and Oscar's full gear review, Owen and Oscar's fucking blood money show that's also 2K blood money. (laughs) Great content. 2K sent blood money on the sand. And then, yeah, Monday's heel turn. Great. Good luck with that, John. You seem very enthused to be on that show all the time. Maybe. I'm so excited. Hey, John, did you watch Raw? Yeah, I don't know why I did, because it makes me miserable. Did you see Becky Lynch was on it? 
really, I can't believe that the Raw Women's <laughs> Champion was on the show. She did oh, a promo. Wow. She did a promo. Okay, are you going to tell me what the promo is, or am I going to have to lead you in the con- into the conversation more? It's the only answer to that question, really. John, tell me about Lana and Lashley. 90 days! <laughs> 90 days. That's how long I'm giving Owen to find a replacement for me on heel turn. Owen, I'm available. Burn your fucking podcast to the ground. Make it the nightmare show you've always wanted. Let me indulge my let me indulge my bad senses that that I'm not allowed to indulge here because this is a good show. Owen, hear me out. If you want to make, if you want to make a fantastic show, you have to shape the future of your podcast. You have to continue the streak. You have to make sacrifices, and perhaps that means giving up on such childish things as the Monday Night Raw and the Friday Night Fox SmackDown. Embrace NXT, and then we don't have to talk about it anymore. Fuck yeah. And hey, maybe make the show even shorter. Let's go! Hell yeah! And, and hopefully the show will be shorter next week too, because hopefully no one's going to be racist next week. Thank the fact that you said that means that like everybody's going to be racist now. God damn it! You're right. I hate it. Ho- hopefully someone on Raw and SmackDown is racist, so it's not in our purview. So here what Becky Lynch said. It was interesting. <laughs> What's really Owen? What, what did Becky say? Uh, she talked about Hulk Hogan, and it was bad. Wow! I can't believe that it was bad. But hear me out. She said yeah. the N word. It's like it's Monday night already. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Owen. I just... You've really got to stop prompting us like that. Fuck. Just lead. Just lead. This is fucking... I, I don't even know where to go from here. Find more of our, our nonsense over at ProWrestling.cool. We love you, it's Owen. It's just cool. It's a website. We love you, Owen. Seriously. I look forward to playing Fortnite with you tomorrow. Where can they they watch that, Trace? Oh, they can also find you elsewhere throughout the week. (laughs) Well, you can find me at PSEG on Twitter. Don't fucking ask me about New Jersey power. I don't know shit. (laughs) And uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash PSEG. I only stream Thursdays these days, but that will change hopefully soon. Uh, It's Fortnite. It's fucking Fortnite. You can also find me at Mixer.com slash, I think it's the Ozone. I don't know. There's something out there. That's Probably. not actually me. I'm know. just bullshitting. But please follow Owen. He's good. He's a good person. Even though I make fun of his uh, his uh, Monday night podcast because it just dies because nobody wants to talk about Raw there. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Oscar. Hey, John. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Osaga the Great, Instagram at Osaga the Great, Twitch.tv slash Osaga the Great. If you look up Osaga the Great on any social media site, it's probably me. 
And I have been your host, John Gavrexky Maxwell. You can find me a whole myriad of places on the internet, including Instagram and Twitter at I am John GM, Twitch at video underscore shames. God, I feel bad about even trying to joking about plugging my Venmo this week after that nonsense we just did. Pay the man. Venmo, yeah, I am Venmo John. Pay John. Yeah. Venmo, I am John. Pay the man. Pay the man. Pay the man. Venmo, I am John. Venmo at I am John. Pay the man. Sorry. It's been episode eight of Heel Alternative, the Posse podcast about professional wrestling. We will see you all next week. And until then, y'all come back now you're here. I'm sorry, Owen. Don't be sorry. He's a he's a pain pig. He he knows what he's getting into. <laughs> if he wasn't a pain pig, why would he keep watching fucking Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, I've literally been telling him for years not to do that. True. I fucking killed myself over it, and he not only still did it, he fucking continued to do the podcast by himself for six months. I watched some episodes. I know. Just just write blog posts on. Uh, Progressive Dark Pool asked Yo why he changed the locks. podcast was brought to you by the zonecast network executive produced by owen douglas visit zonecast.com for more shows 